Good morning, church. Nice to hear that response. It's good to be back. Uh, months waiting for the doors to open again. During these months, have you ever felt that your prayers may... Oh, I'm sorry, there is an announcement uh, for the uh, junior youth. Stephen would like any of the junior youth to head out to the back to see him. Sorry. So during these months of uh, the lockdown, have you ever wondered or felt as if your prayers were being returned unanswered? Or that you're maybe just getting as far as heaven's uh, uh, voicemail box? Or maybe even with, what is it, six billion people living on planet Earth, does God really listen to us individually? Well, let's pray together. Let's see if God is with us and pray as we pray. God, we know, we know from your word that you are indeed with us. You've given your Holy Spirit to be present with us as we've been told wherever two or three gather together in your name, you are there. We claim that promise. We claim your promise that you speak to us through your word. So this morning, let us be open in our minds and our hearts to hear your word today. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our living Redeemer. Amen. Well, it is very interesting that I'm standing here this morning. One member of our church, actually in our life group, said to me this week, Fred, you must feel a bit like bookends. You know, I was preaching for the going out and for the coming in. You see, it was just over a year ago, 15 months maybe, March the 8th, 2020, that I was invited to come and preach just a few days before the government of Ontario uh, locked our doors because of the looming pandemic. And at that time, I don't think any one of us ever thought that the pandemic would last this long. Certainly, I didn't. And since that time, we have prayed that God would intervene in a miraculous way. And we have prayed in church and in our homes for God to act, to open the doors again. And sadly, the ravages of the pandemic have continued. And we have continued to pray for an end to the virus and for life to return to some sense of normalcy. And then, for a brief moment, the, last summer, the church doors opened, but then shut down by Christmas. And now, 15 months later, it just might appear that God is answering our long overdue prayers. The numbers of those infected but with COVID are on the decline. The numbers of people getting vaccinated and double vaccinated are on the increase. And praise the Lord, Carol and I got number two vaccination yesterday. And the government of Ontario, along with all the other provinces across the country, have now begun 
they're reopening plans. And now today we are here slowly easing our way back into our beloved place of worship. Recently, Carol found a fitting poem in the current Faith Today magazine. It's entitled, Waiting by Sarah Amtage. It's okay to wait. What you need never really comes late. Red lights are all right. Take a breath. Take a break. You've got time. Time to bake patience from scratch. Time to plant seeds. Watch eggs hatch. Time to be still and to know. And time to be ready when the green light says go. So, my friends, what's it been like for you? This waiting. Waiting for God who sometimes answers prayers and sometimes doesn't. Or at least not in the ways that you and I might expect. Have you ever had those meltdown moments wondering if you are really talking to God or just to yourself? Is God really listening? When God doesn't answer according to our will, to our needs, it is easy to become frustrated or feeling maybe like your prayers are just floating around somewhere out there in the galaxy too insignificant to catch the Creator's attention. Is that how some of you have been feeling throughout this pandemic? You see, unanswered prayer is a struggle that each and every one of us can relate to. But the sad truth is that many people have simply given up on prayer. They've given up because they, they prayed for a loved one's miraculous healing. But death came anyway. They've given up because they prayed for an end to their struggles. But the struggles kept on coming. They've given up because they prayed for an end to the sadness within them. But the sadness remains. They've given up because they, they prayed for their family and yet forced to watch as sons and daughters continue to make one bad choice after another. They've given up because it seems that God has forsaken them. So maybe you felt like the psalmist David when he cried out to God in Psalm 22. Why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night I lift my voice, but I find no relief. Why? God, have you forsaken me? Well, you see, prayer and the dilemma of waiting on God to answer is not simply a modern problem. It's a problem for anyone of any age who has ever believed in God. If we really believed in the power of prayer, if we really believed that prayer can affect world peace, if we were truly convinced that prayer 
changes things, heals broken lives, restores severed relationships, then I believe we would be praying constantly. But unfortunately, many well-meaning Christians feel like they're simply talking to a blank wall, just whistling in the dark, and ultimately losing confidence and trust that our prayers will be answered. The truth is, it is hard to wait for God to answer. In Psalm 13, again David, we hear him pounding on the doors of heaven. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I, be, must, must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? In today's gospel that I've chosen for message, it seems that the disciples, despite their commitment to follow Jesus, also had times of losing heart, wondering if God was really hearing their prayers. And yes, at times, they gave up. Or they were tempted to give up on prayer. So Jesus tells them a little parable about the, their need to be persistent, to pray always, and not to lose heart. The story involves a judge who was cold and heartless, an absolutely horrible judge. He hated people. He hated God. He didn't go to church. He didn't believe in religion of any kind. He was corrupt, making a real mockery out of the title that was given to him, Your Honor. Unfortunately, appearing in his courtroom was a poor widow who needed justice. But she had absolutely nothing. She was destitute, no money, no husband, no standing in the community, no power, and no resources. And here she stood in the courtroom right in front of the worst judge in the land, totally powerless and without hope. So let's read the story from Luke 18, the first eight verses. And then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And he said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. There was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, 
Will he find faith on earth? The widow's story is a very tragic story. Story of an unjust and faithless world. And in that culture, many widows were victimized, ripped off, and given no justice. But this poor widow has one thing in her favor. She has the ability to pester, to be a dripping tap, a noisy wheel. She shouted for justice in his courtroom. She would leave messages on his answering machine. She would flood his inbox with emails. And constantly she banged on his chamber door. And wherever the judge went, she gave him no peace at all. She was like a whiny child, always shouting, Give me justice against my adversary. Give me justice. So finally the judge said to himself, You know, I really don't care about her justice. But this feisty woman is about to drive me bonkers. So in order to avoid a black eye, I'm going to give her what she wants just to get her off my back. Well, the quick and easy moral of the story would be to encourage each and every one of us to guard against losing heart, to never give up, keep on keeping on, being persistent in prayer, be feisty before God. God may not always answer our prayers as we think God should, but God always has our best interests in mind. To listen to some people in our world today, prayer is the way that we get our spiritual goodies. The answer place for all of our needs. Some people call it the gimme prayers. Simply name it and claim it. Well, I personally cannot attest to that understanding. But I can say for me at least, prayer has been more like a wrestling match even in the face of God's silence. Most often, as I have experienced it, prayer is characterized by waiting with questions rather than being quickly bathed in answers. You see, a friend once said to me, the problem with prayer is not God, but us. This morning's parable is a story not so much about the effectiveness of prayer, but about the very contrast of characters. The judge in the story revealed his sleaziness, but God always reveals God's truthfulness, his goodness, and his trustfulness. In praying without losing heart, we show the measure of our faith and our confidence that the God we know in Jesus Christ hears us, that God cares, and that our God acts in God's time. See, prayer isn't primarily asking God for things, even though we ask for things as basic as our daily bread, which Jesus commanded us to ask. 
Prayer is our courageous determination to let God be God. The purpose of prayer, you see, is not for us to please God, but for God to change us. Biblical scholar Fred Craddock once said, The time that we spend in hopeful and confident prayer, in the face of promises delayed, in the face of long seasons of silence, is the time that transforms us into the vessels that will be able to hold the answers when it finally comes. A few summers ago, back before the American border was closed and we were allowed to travel across, Carol and I spent a four-day weekend in Chicago. And on the Sunday morning, we drove up to the west side of Chicago and attended Willow Creek Community Church, a church that at that time, I don't know where it is today, but it was holding about 15 to 20,000 people on a Sunday. And the preacher of that morning was the Reverend James Meach, the senior pastor of Salem Baptist Church on the south side of Chicago. And his message was entitled, The Precious Prayers of the Church. And in summary, Meech said, Sometimes the answer to our prayers is yes. We get what we pray for right away. And sometimes it's a matter of timing. Not yet. We're not ready for what we've been praying for. And sometimes, sometimes, because God delays, we think God's answer is no. When in fact it's really, wait, I have something better in store for you. And then in the last five minutes of his message, Meech went on to revive the last answer with a story about his son. When his son was 15 years of age, he was madly in love with the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. And Meech, the dad, he was a fan of the Chicago Bulls. Dad, said his son, tonight the Lakers are in town playing the Bulls. And dad, I have a simple request. I know you have a lot of responsibility. I know you're a busy guy. You have a lot of people to see. But dad, dad, let me just ask you one thing. Tonight, can we sit down together and watch the basketball game on TV? I gave him no answer. He asked me a second time, Dad, tonight the Bulls are playing the Lakers and the game starts at 7.30. Can we sit down and watch the game together? I gave him no answer. At 8 a.m. that morning, I left for the church office. And at 5 p.m. I came back home and he came running up to me Dad, great, you're home. You didn't forget. I thought you were going to forget. 
Tonight's the game. The Lakers are playing the Bulls. And I asked you this morning if we could sit down and watch the game together tonight. I didn't say a word. I just started doing whatever else I was doing. At 5.30, I asked him, Son, I need you to do me a favor. Oh, what's that, Dad? Well, I want you to go to the hospital with me. I have to visit someone in the hospital. And reluctantly, he said, Okay, I'll go with you. We go to the hospital about 6.15 and he's standing there, the nervous kid who really wanted to be at home to watch the basketball game. And he listened to me minister to the sick person, asking every question under the sun. And he's becoming more and more agitated. And I continued to pray for every body part that the person had. We left the hospital at 6.45. And he's saying to himself, Oh great, 45 minutes, we're home. Dad, are we going home? Dad, are we going home to watch the game? I didn't say a word. Dad, are we going home to watch the game? Well son, there's something else I need to do. I need to stop by another hospital. And he's going, Oh, Dad, I just want to watch the game. And Dad's saying, I just need to go to another hospital. We get into the room and I go through the entire same routine in the hospital. And he's standing there really doing the impatience dance, wanting to get out of there. By the time we left, it was 7.15. And he's not saying a word. He's not even looking in my direction. And I can feel the smoke rising out of his collar. He knew nothing about where we were. We're just around the corner from that hospital is the United Center. And at 7.30... We were sitting in the third row, not at home watching TV, but we were at the game. You see, sometimes God answers our prayers with yes. Sometimes God answers our prayers with not yet. And sometimes God answers our prayers with wait. I've got something better for you. My friends, there are things that God has in store for you and me because God is mighty. God's ways are not our ways. God's time is not our time. So never lose heart. Never give up. Our God is not some cold-hearted judge. Our God is faithful and just. The Apostle Paul said it best. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. The widow never turned away. She never gave up. 
She never lost heart. And neither must we. God just might have something better in store than we even anticipate at this moment. Yes. Yes, some of our prayers will be answered. Others, no matter how hard and persistent we are, will go unanswered for a time. But this one word from God sustains us on our long journey home. My grace is sufficient for you. For we know in the end when Christ returns, all things in creation will be restored and made new. And there will be no more crying or pain or sorrow. For this parable, I believe, is intended to be an encouragement for us to pray continually until the day when Jesus returns. For Jesus' question at the end of verse 8 is really, for me, the climax, the pinnacle of the whole story. When the Son of Man comes, will he find such faith on earth? Will the Son of Man find that his disciples have kept praying? Or will they have lost heart and given up and walked away? Today, my friends, let us continue to pray for the healing and the righting of all wrongs for that day when this COVID pandemic will be behind us and we will not be Zooming anymore. And ultimately for that day when God's kingdom will be on earth as it is in heaven. So may God grant to each and every one of us today and always his persistent grace to do just that. Keep praying. Never give up. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you for these reminders from stories that Jesus told. You call us to be persistent and never give up on knocking on the doors of heaven, of bringing our requests and our needs to you. And also knowing that you are a God who answers sometimes yes, but many times to wait, for you have something better in store for each of us. Lord, give us that spirit of trust, that we trust you always, that we know, even as we've been singing here, that you are a God who knows our needs even before we ask. So Lord, lead us into each day that we continue to pray to you for whatever needs are on our hearts and minds and trusting that you are a God who in your time and your grace will answer. We thank you for this hour of worship, for bringing us to this place. We've waited. We've waited. And today you've brought us here. We look forward to the future as we walk hand in hand with you and with each other. In Jesus' name, amen.